today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. I remember watching all of these as a kid. I remember my sister teasing me because I started crying during uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer when the abominable snowman was, you know. All right, let's move on. Uh, Peanuts, for those that are worried that uh, we won't be able to see it anymore on traditional TV, uh, because Apple has bought the rights. So they have it, and, and I guess they had said that people can watch it free for only a 24-hour period in December, but now they've struck a deal with PBS. Uh, man, is, can you take something as sacred as Peanuts off the air, uh, Halloween, uh, as well as Thanksgiving, and, and, and the Christmas special? My goodness, it's it's uh, it's tradition almost. Let's bring in Bill Brio, TV critic. Uh, Bill Brio TV to find out more, BillBrio.tv. He is with us now. Bill, thanks for the time. Hope you're well. Uh, I'm doing fine, Scott. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So is this bad Is this bad PR for, for Apple? Is this make them look like bullies here? <laughs> well, I think that obviously um, there was a big backlash, and uh, it's surprising how many people stood up and said, good grief, you know, you can't take this away after 55 years, this Christmas special and the other ones, um, that there was such a fuss. They already showed a Halloween special on Apple TV exclusive. I'm guessing not a lot of people subscribed or something went wrong and they thought, oops, we got to rethink this and they've teamed up with PBS and now there's going to be two windows on the show. So uh, is this part marketing campaign for Apple then? I, th- You know, I guess so, Scott. It's more like you said, though, more of a rescue, I think. Um you know, they look like good guys because now PBS is such a safe landing for it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it'll be commercial free. Uh, it'll be uh, on a network that's in every home. Uh, there's a lot of Apple TV subscribers, but nowhere near what the kind of reach you get with PBS. And, you know, there's a lot of lower income folks who just can't afford uh, a first, second, or third streaming service. So uh, this is a, a free way to watch uh, a cherished special. We've talked about this before over the years. Why such interest in these shows, whether it's this or the Rudolph or Frosty or what have you? I mean, the Burl Ives Frosty one. No, that's the Rudolph one. Um, I mean, mixing them up. I'm so confused. Uh, why the interest in these? Because I remember you saying way back when, these were just thrown together, very basic animation, uh, very quickly done, not a, not a, a real high-tech sort of uh, production, yet they last forever. Yeah, no, it's it's a remarkable story. The Charlie Brown Christmas from 1965. They had six months to get this thing done, uh, and and they they hustled it along. You know, I, I just think it was a convergence of talent at mid-century. You had Charles Schultz who created this wonderful newspaper strip, which was in a thousand newspapers, and kids like me and and you were just into Charlie Brown, I think, and yeah. so. To see it on TV was a big thrill. They got it right. It looked exactly like the comic strip. Uh, and then they hired real kids to speak the voices. They yeah. got the Vince Giraldi trio to do this amazing jazz music. They didn't gum it up with a laugh track, which was very unusual in 1965. Uh, and lo and behold, we all sat and were entranced. It was an enormous, enormous hit. However, you talked about the kids doing the voices. I remember being a kid and saying, hey, that's not the same Charlie Brown that was on at Thanksgiving. That's a different kid. <laughs> you remember right. well, saying like, that. Here's what, what, what Apple and PBS have done. There's two specials coming up. So it's U.S. Thanksgiving. 
The U.S. Thanksgiving special was number 10 on the list of specials they made. It was made in 73, and you're right, by then, most of the original voices from Charlie Brown Christmas, all of them, had aged out of that role. What's interesting is the kid who plays Linus on the Thanksgiving special in 73 is is the, Stephen Shea, the brother of the kid who did Linus in the 65 Christmas special, Christopher wow. Shea. So wow. they must have sounded alike. And uh, there was some charm in those voices when they cast them. They really seemed to fit so well in those characters, and uh, that was part of the charm, too. And I thought something that was very advanced and very, and you know, whether you look at the Flintstones, you look at the Simpsons, and you see how far the writing has come. I, I always thought it was fascinating when, as the teacher, they never had a voice. It was just wah, 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 yeah. which still resonates with kids today. It's so iconic because it sums it up. Like, it was just wah, wah, no, noise yeah. that uh, no one paid attention to. That was apparent. So, exactly, yeah. So anything coming close to this that has the same staying power, I know, and, and maybe this is just generational with my kids, it's the Shrek Christmas and, and that sort of thing, but is there anything that has the staying power of these initial specials, especially the Peanuts? No, I don't think so. I think this is all driven by boomers, and it wasn't part of, you know, whatever is the hot thing now is not, you know, going to be part of our window into this. Um, TV is very boomer driven still i think and so the um, kids like this or is it just the parents the boomers the grandparents that want to watch these no i know mike I mean my kids are 28 or 27 and 30 now so they have fond memories of watching it when they were young so it was cherished for them when they were youngsters i and i think um there's something about the design of those characters charles schultz and the simpsons that anybody can draw those characters they're so yeah. Simple, you know, and I think that babies respond to this, these characters, just about everybody does. They're not hard to get. It's the initial baby Einstein. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Remember those? Yeah, baby uh, Einstein. It's not the baby Yoda, though. No, 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 that's something completely... Look at you go, Bill. Jeez, you know, the only reason I know that is because I watched the clip on the International Space Station, and I wonder what the stuffed toy was all about. Well, um, if you did a Baby Yoda Christmas special, that would be the new... That would be an yeah. enormous hit this fall, for sure. Good point. Uh, before I let you go here, your thoughts on Conan uh, uh, changing up what he's doing, giving up the late-night show on a weekly basis, or sorry, on a nightly basis, going to a weekly show. I love his quote from... Uh, he said Johnny Carson told him back in, like, 1990-whatever, that uh, platform streaming platforms was the way to go uh so why is he doing this well he's done it for 27 years i just think that tv has changed late night isn't what it used to when he started there was carson everybody wanted the tonight show he got it it was taken from him it was always a mistake because he was conan he already had this great brand and he's going to continue it he's going to do another you know he's already his show is kind of ended like he does it a half hour version yeah. of it now but uh, there's no reason to keep doing that. There's 12 others out there if you want to watch them. His podcast is fantastic. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Listen to it. And he, Team Coco has their own stable of podcast talent now. It's a whole other world, and he kills on it. He's really good. It's more intimate. So I just think that's more what he's into now, and why bother with the old? Yeah, well, good for him. Uh, moving forward with all of this, I'll have to listen for that podcast. Bill Brio has been with us, TV critic, Brio.tv, to find out more. Bill, as always, thanks so much for the time. Be well. You too, Scott. Thank you. The 
Scott Thompson Show. Weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.